0: I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Happy
1: Tuesday. It is game day for, boy, a lot of people. Red Raider baseball, Red Raider basketball, playoff basketball for girls and boys tonight. We've got so much to get into today. Three full hours with us. Uh, We will go all the way up to 6 o'clock. We're live from the First United Bank studio. You can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline. That number is 806-771-0973. You can also hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, predictions for tonight. Uh, We'll take it all there. You can also take us anywhere with the mobile app. That is brought to you by Happy State Bank. You can have Tech Talk on the go. We're also streaming live on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Clint Scott. With Dr. Mike Gustafson zooming live once again from Globe Life, he'll never leave. He has made a home there. <laughs> uh, he just ended his 24-hour bender about five minutes ago, so we're glad yeah. he, got, he got got back on. Ben Portman behind the glass, taking care of us. Gus, what's up?
2: Well, just here at the ballpark, getting settled in, getting ready to go. Fellows are about to fire up batting practice, and uh, you know we'll be right at it here in what three hours.
1: Taking on UT Arlington tonight, and we'll we'll talk about this game plenty. But what is your your view? Because what the the diamond between these two that you're playing tonight um, and tomorrow is obviously Oregon State, and that might be from your first five games. There could end up being the best game you play. Tennessee certainly will have something I, to say about that. But what do you view? How do you view UT Arlington?
2: I think they're like a, a very typical. Um, you know like a very typical midweek type program not someone you want to lose to you know they're going to view you as a as a tremendous challenge and a tremendous opportunity to you know to be something that they get to talk about for a long time if they beat you and all but they're in, they're also better than this I don't, I don't want to make it sound like they're some doormat because they're not play mm-hmm. van hooks their head coach and he's been you know he, he's he's part of a, a really good texas baseball family and i think i think this is his second year there maybe third but you know, he, he's gonna. I, I would assume he's gonna do a credible job there, and you know, just it's it's like I said, it's like gonna be like a lot of these Saturday challenges. Uh, my assumption is, or the the way it sort of feels, this will be a bullpen game for both teams, um, and uh, you know, so which again, not not unlike a lot of Tuesdays, uh, especially once we get settled in, you know, I, I would imagine we're treating this a little more like the bullpen game than rather than tomorrow you know like tomorrow they're probably going to want to dedicate a few more resources to that but they'll have to do what they've got to do to you know pitch well and win the game tonight for sure hey by the way our game here this baseball game be on 100.7 am 950 because i've got yes. a lot of people asking me about that you know pregame show at 530 that'll be on here you can listen to us while you're going to hoops you know if you're if you're uh not on the pregame show but yeah the uh the uh yeah baseball 100.7 and basketball
1: on 97.3 yeah now we'll, we'll run through everything numerous times today so you know where to find everything um but th- yeah there so here's your <laughs> here's your incredibly busy tuesday especially with everything <laughs> pretty much layered over each other so red raider basketball at home against tcu looking for a little revenge against the horn frogs seven o'clock here on double t 97.3 Baseball will start at 5.30, so we will give an early uh, adieu to Gus at about 5 o'clock, so he can get uh, 30 minutes of getting his mind right and in the zone and trying to get my voice out of his head. Uh, Get my lineup card ready. (laughs) (laughs) 5.30 start time for baseball against UT Arlington on 100.7. The score. If you are looking for your respective high school playoff games, it goes as such. Friendship Girls. We'll be playing South Lake Carroll, 6 o'clock, sunny, 97.7. The Lubbock Cooper girls will be on 96.9, the Bull, at 6 o'clock. They're taking on Tascosa. And then Lubbock Cooper boys, uh, 6 o'clock, over on 93.1, Texas FM. They're taking on Plainview. So, uh, again, we will go over this numerous times, so you know where to find everybody. Um, Well, yeah, I feel like I'm coming back to my – Am I just saying that I can just casually throw out like, "Oh, everyone's busy right now"? <laughs> it's that time
0: of year, yeah, you I guess.
2: Th- you throw in all that high school for sure, and it's it's cool that uh, you know the Ramar family is getting all that taken care of and covering it all. It's pretty pretty neat.
1: Did you uh, watch any of the game last night in the Big Twelve?
2: I watched both of them, actually. I was kind of flipping back and forth. Uh, I was going to make the I guess joke. The, uh, I was going to yeah, see when K you said State. yes, I was
1: going to lead it into Texas and Kansas State. Yeah,
2: the K-State-Texas <laughs> game was on, and at the same time, and I was kind of back and forth in the hotel room, just back and forth, you know, keeping an eye on both, and uh um, yeah, you know, it feels like uh the, you know, K-State may be a certified uh, NIT team at this point. I mean, barring a you know, a big time postseason tournament run. I think their, their fate is just about sealed. Um, yeah, again, it feels like they're
1: dead in the water yeah. right now.
2: Yeah, it does. And then, uh, and, you know, te- Texas is at a point where they're, you know, there, there could be some desperation with them, but we took care of home game and conference play. That's been hard for them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that'll, that'll, that'll make next what next Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever that is. next Our midweek game next week with them and Lubbock is uh you know going to be interesting be it'll be emotional for a lot of a lot of reasons but there's there's real equity to ha- be had you know when you think about our final six games you're i mean first of all you're starting to you can kind of look at the schedule and go wow the end of it is right over there you know it's 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 close but uh three home three year old i mean In
1: six very very i would say if if this is how you were going to play these opponents i think favorable to you when you look at who's coming here and then where you're going um i'll I'll be honest if you're if you're throwing a a dart at the board um you know that ucf one that maybe people are looking at okay ucf big 12 team probably not going to make the tournament i get it i think that is your toughest road game so just there's a little unease there um and then you know tonight will be interesting for numerous reasons. You are looking for revenge against the Horn Frogs. You can absolutely beat the Horn Frogs. You could have beat them at Fort Worth. You had a early big lead over there. Um, they killed you on the free throw line, um, and I mean they drew a lot of fouls. Uh, they turned you over. They they they, uh, they did a lot of things when it went to like the the stuff that won't go down as stats as well that I think they beat you on, especially in the second half. I don't think you walked away at all going, well, you can't beat the Frogs. But no. Washington yeah. is certainly an interesting factor tonight, the yep. game time decision with him. Um, and, look, if, if he's out, I still think you can win tonight. Um, and, I, I, obviously, you're going to have to have a big performance from Robert Jennings um, yeah. and, and the reserve cast behind him if he's not able to go. Or if he's able to go and it's like, hey, he's only playing for – this amount of minutes we're not playing them a whole yeah. game um, I think
2: the yeah and I, I think one of the keys to that game too was Micah Peavy going four for four from the three-point line you know and that's not something that's typical for him
0: the podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind this is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction
1: talk here on double t973 double t973.com thanks for spending part of your tuesday afternoon with us red raider baseball coming up tonight over on 100.7 the score five thirty pregame coverage uh, six o'clock start over there against ut arlington the mavericks uh, we're live from the first united bank studio the visual edge it hotline is open for you 806 806- Seven, seven, one, zero, nine, seven, three. You can also hit us up on the Yates flooring center chat line, thoughts, comments, and questions. Uh, questions like this is baseball on TV today or tomorrow. The release that I saw was no stream Gus, but you would know better no, than I. Would. I don't,
2: that's my understanding as well, but I, I don't, um, yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't think it is. So,
1: so the, so the, yeah. the good news is, is you can hear them on 100.7, the score, you can also use the varsity app, so uh, there yep. you go. You can at least hear them.
2: There you go. That's it. Yeah, that's my understanding as well. That uh, you could probably see that uh, you know, I don't know if uh, UTA has the they, they probably have the ability to do a ESPN plus type thing from their own ballpark, but I don't, you know, I don't know that they're dragging all that stuff over here. In fact, I'm almost certain they're not. So, why didn't yep. they just keep the radio flow, the and-
1: flow baseball stuff there? They were already there. You yeah, can stay too. Well, I
2: do I not think. know the answer to that. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. the uh, I do like, uh, cause I, I know that the anger and I totally, totally get it. Don't get me wrong. Um, if it's going to be directed at us, I would like to have a disclaimer that Gus and I didn't have a part in the decision for new no TV Lord. coverage.
2: No. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not our department there. Yeah. Home games, home games that that's under our department, I guess. But yeah, I think, uh, I uh, think enjoy the radio call. Yeah, and I mean, you talk about us being spoiled too as fans. You know, like wait, this game isn't on TV. You know, like mm-hmm. this is unheard of. Right. You know, like four years ago, you know, we had about ten games a year on TV. So,
1: um, I, I enjoy the I,
2: radio I, call. Yeah,
1: well, yeah. I mean, that's gonna even if you're even if you did find a way to watch it, you should sync it up because you guys are gonna do a better job and be more enjoyable. Um that being said, have I sweet talked you enough into FaceTiming me and you facing it out, you know, from your guys' point of view? Yeah.
2: Well, you're trying to get somebody in trouble there. <laughs> no, I don't
1: know what you're talking about. I'll send a text to Jamie. Uh this on the chat line. Uh by the way, this was the least shocking decision ever, I, I think in the collegiate sports landscape today. Um, it has been decided for the college football playoff it will be a 5 and 7 model instead of a 6 and 6 and basically that all that means is seven at large bill uh at bids for the 12 team playoff and then five highest ranked conference champions which you would think will work out to the four uh, being the ACC the Big 12 and of course the SEC what? and Big 10 and then your group of five champion highest ranked um We got this on the chat line. There are some people that still don't understand how the five plus seven model will work in the college football playoff. It is highly unlikely that two group of five teams will get in. Agreed. I think it's highly unlikely um, that you get two ACC or two big 12 schools in.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree with that as well. And um, yeah, I don't, and I, I don't, know that I'm super confident and uh you know j- just with with Sankey saying stuff like yeah we're 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 happy with it as long as it's good for us you know like okay <laughs> what's your definition of, you know like he had some veiled comment like that and, and um
1: what's yeah what's you know, so what's that, not what's not good for them like is it a year where right. somehow it, it shakes out where Maybe even the Big Ten, who it seems like, you know, the Big Ten and the SEC are kind of having the same thing. We're lockstep because what's good for you is typically what's mm-hmm. good for us. But what about that that first year where, you know, it's it's not going to be crazy talk by any means to get two Big 12 teams. I just think it's unlikely. Um, in mm-hmm. fact, if you go through the, the last, what, four or five years, I think three times, there would have been – Two Big 12 schools in it. Go back to Kansas State beating TCU. TCU would have been in that playoff, and so would have Kansas State because they won the conference championship game. Like, that is not out of the realm of possibility. But for for Sankey, when he says, you know, as long as it's good for us, what about that first year, if there is a year where you get, you know, USC, which this still sounds so weird to say, USC – Oregon, Michigan and Ohio state from the Big 10 in there, maybe another one, and they only get 2 or 3 when they're expecting you know closer to the 4 range and and if it does get into the math where they only get 2 in are is he going to just throw a fit? Is the SEC all of a sudden going to go, "Oh, we're so out on this format. It doesn't make sense. What are we doing? It's not working. We tried it. We need to get rid of it." Can't believe we tried to extend this to thirty one thirty two. What are we doing?
2: Yeah, I, I would assume that the 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 repercussions to this, I mean you know, would be, hey, when this thing comes up for renewal, we want an entire at large mm-hmm. situation. You know, like that's that to me is the the level of discussion here. It sounds like sounds like uh, you know, and maybe maybe ESPN's involvement helped. I, I don't know. I was I was kind of hoping for ESPN and Fox to split it because you are talking about a you know not we're not just talking about two semifinal games and a final game but um, regardless the ESPN family going to handle it but uh, you know maybe the maybe the uh, compromise there was that hey we want to get these you know the the five five conference champs in there but yeah and you know I guess what would upset them would be a year in which you know, maybe a little bit like last year that a team like Georgia gets left out. Although it wouldn't, it wouldn't be that dramatic because they're, you know, Georgia's. uh
1: Right. Last year they, they would have yeah. been in, but right. if, if right. it gets to, because this, this is the way that I viewed it. I mean, it's, it's going to make it. The first time Texas
2: Tech has chosen over, you know, a two loss Auburn team, it's going right. to be a problem. Right. You know, that that or, the, the first a, time we get a, a second three, team in and they don't get a fourth team in.
1: Yeah, or, I mean, if you're going from the SEC's angle. Like go to a three-loss team that doesn't get in. How could you leave out the old Miss Rebels? What are we sure? One hundred percent. I mean, I think that yeah, that'll be the deal
2: because you know he he had threatened he had he had threatened the idea. Of why not just make it all at large? In mm-hmm. other words, we're just taking the top twelve ranked teams. Period. Well, the metrics are going to favor you know the the two deeper the two deepest leagues in a situation like that, and that would really bump. You know that that would make it tough for the big 12 champ if, to get if, in if you or the, anybody yes.
1: outside of the sec and the big 10 on that committee and you had been talked into that deal you should have been fired <laughs> like you hey, the, kick the, them yeah, out
0: yeah,
2: absolutely we yeah, don't want to about might have been uh might have been to dump uh you know that might have put notre dame in a bad light and that may have been something that they're like oh we can't do that
1: yeah yeah well in notre dame like I was going through like, hey, how does how does the SEC get and get to a spot where there's only two teams and they throw a fit? Notre Dame's another wrench in there, right? Because um, I, I I mean, there's going to be in in the extended time that it gets to 2031, 2032, whenever they would be readdressing this model. And I know that they have some things they still have to finalize on this, but I mean, it seems at this point it's all you're just waiting for final pen to paper on stuff, and there you go. Twelve teams to 2032 20, 20, In that stretch, Notre Dame is going to be in the conversation at least a couple of times. Um, you're, you're going to tell me that they're not ranked in the in that seven team range at least a couple of times. I, I, I just don't see that happening. So, I wonder if you know in the just the imaginary, just talking it out, the imaginary SEC tirade if it would depend on what point in that range that had happened. Like if it happened the year before they're about to re-up, and then it's like, oh, we throw a fit now because we're about to redo this right. whole thing. Or if, like, let's say in, in in a world where it happens two years from now and you still have plenty of years left on the extension, if it eases back over and it's more of the, like, this year I can't believe you left Georgia out sort of thing. Because this is what I, right. like, the way that I viewed this, is it's going to take away some of the like Florida State aspect, the Georgia aspect from this year. But at the same time, even though that's going to be dwindled down, there's still going to be a 13th team that's upset.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. The, I mean, we're upset right now about a 65th team didn't get in or whatever it is, 68, 69, whatever. But yeah, and that, that's always the conversation is who, who gets snubbed. But 13 will be less egregious than, than the, the yeah. fifth.
1: it's going to be less of an argument, but it's going to, like right. you said, it, it still happens in the NCAA tournament where you have 68 freaking teams. Right, uh, exactly.
0: It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: Talk here on Double T ninety seven three and Double T ninety live from the first United Bank studio. You can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline eight zero six seven seven one zero nine seven three, or you can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions. We'll play a little catch up here on there in just a moment. Take us anywhere with a mobile app. Brought to you by Happy State Bank. We're also streaming live on Fox thirty four News now and on YouTube. Clint Scott. Dr. Mike Gustafson is live from Globe Life there in Arlington. Red Raider Baseball taking on UT Arlington. 530, 100.7 the score. 7 o'clock here on Double T 97.3. It's Red Raider basketball at home against TCU looking to avenge an earlier loss against the Frogs. Uh, we got this question on the H-Flooring Center chat line. Dr. Gus, how does a yes. team decide what A team they go with? Could the Chicago Cubs go with the Rockhounds or is that too far?
2: Yeah, I actually answered this on the uh, on the thread, but I'm happy to answer it here. the, uh, the and the Cubs were the Midland there were there were Midland Cubs from about 1972 till 1984 and like Bruce Sutter came up through there and you know Lee Smith and I mean they've, they've got a you know they had pretty good history. some good players came through there. but yeah a lot of times there there will be a regional affiliation in AA and or AAA. Uh, most of the time these days, because they like to be able to, you know, if they need to get a pitcher to go down for a rehab start or something, he can hop in his car and drive a couple hours, or, you know, for the Rangers drive up to Frisco. And, uh, you know, so, so when that sort of thing is, uh, available, they like to have some regionality with one or the other of the double AA or triple A team, sometimes both. Um, um. One thing to consider though, the Texas League is the farthest west of the double A, of the three double A leagues. And so the other ones are up in the Northeast and basically in the Southeast. And so um, I think the farthest West double A team is Amarillo or Midland, whatever, one of those two. And so um, you think about all the West Coast teams, you know, what are they going to do? And so you know we we don't have a lot of you know you don't really have the Arizona Diamondbacks a double a team being in their back, backyard you know it's just not possible and so a lot of the if there is some regionality with the double a teams it's with some of the teams that are midwest and farther farther east
1: uh this on the chat line what's the status on Warren Washington for tonight's game he is a game time decision so
2: yeah we know that he practiced yesterday that's mm-hmm. what we know
1: uh, this on the chat line Warren Washington doesn't play and we lose by ten plays one hundred percent we win by five plays fifty percent and it is a toss up. Um, I obviously you know you, you see
2: that uh, you saw our our line score the other day in in Ames mm-hmm. seven you know seven guys played which isn't entirely unusual but uh, with no Warren Washington you know. I I was, and not that, not that he's really dependent upon the other guy's minutes, but we didn't see a minute from Lamar Washington. Yeah. And so it's like, since his, it's like his role's really been diminished. And I, you know, I know he had the illness and he was kind of part of that, that group that was uh, affected by all that, you know, when that went down, but he's, uh, you know, we're just not seeing much, much minutes for him like Jennings is getting a lot more minutes these days with Warren down, but, uh, you know Lamar feels like they've really settled on a three guard rotation, and there's not much Lamar lately.
1: I think I would I would change this comment up a little bit just for how I feel. I think you know if Warren Washington doesn't play, and you have you know you're talking about Robert Jennings right there is exactly where I'm about to go. And Robert Jennings has a game closer to what he had in Waco, then it's going to be really hard to win this game. But if he has a productive night. Yeah um and and has he doesn't have to have a great game he just has to have a good game um yeah. you, you just can't be absent all the way and, and I think you could also say this a little bit you have to have even if it's just four six minutes and it's Lindsay coming in behind him you need to have a, a similar type game to Lindsay when he's come in and, and shown flashes and now he's not going to be Boy, Lindsey's going to take over, and he's going to play twenty minutes tonight. But between those two, since that's who it's been when Washington's been out, and we've seen it before, you can't disappear there. Like it, you,
2: it feels, yeah, it feels like we've had some some depth develop um, with the injury of, and I should maybe say the illness first. I guess the, the illness then the injury to Warren, like over time you know over the last month i think we've seen robert jennings play with a little more confidence mm-hmm. you know like like feels like there's some progress there and uh you know so good good for him uh, that, and that's what you hope comes out of out of injuries and illness this year uh, you typically we would just say injuries but you you hope that an early season injury can lead to some depth and some progression and some guys you know getting pushed into duty
1: And that's something that's been obviously – like we've talked about it all season long, the depth um, talk is as soon as Cambridge went down, especially from just your size and you were forced into playing some small ball and, you know, four out one in type feel, however however you want to look at it. um, It still has been, hey, is is Robert Jennings going to take that next step? Because obviously he's the one – that you're focused on, and he's had to over the past couple of weeks. And I think you have seen significant growth from him. Um, yeah. and, and that's something important, too, for next year because, I mean, you're going to be back at square one from, you know, the big guy. And, and, and you know, who who knows what type of off season you're going to get if, you know, I'm going to say the if here, if you have all of these guys stay. Who knows what sort of right. offseason progression you're going to have from like an, 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 an Emilio Lajo um, who was kind of fitting into the equation just a little bit, especially there against Baylor with Washington going out. Obviously, he's a young guy. Um, what do you get through the portal or you know recruiting? That's going to be something that you're starting back over next year. So seeing those steps from Robert Jennings is really important, obviously, for this season um, behind Washington. Um, but, but even more so, I think, for next year, when you're going to be leaning on him, you would expect even more.
2: I agree, and I think you know part of that conversation, Clint, is, uh, I mean, and it's it's a reality these these days. Who who's going to process us and maybe want to move on? That we're like, hey, wait, wait, wait we want you back. Mm-hmm. Versus who do we process and say, hey, uh, you, Johnny, it's just not going to work out. You know, you ought to you gotta move on. We're going to bring in somebody better than you. Yeah, and Johnny. Think,
1: yeah,
2: and if we weren't sure about Rob Jennings, if if we weren't, and I this is obviously not our call, but I would think that one thing Robert Jennings has done over the last three or four weeks is play his way into, no, we want him back. You Mm -hmm. know, like there's, there's, there's something to hang on to there.
1: Um, We got this on the H flooring center chat uh, chat line from Raiders dad. Uh, What was the score with KU and the toilet bowl swirling wildcats? I forgot Clint, any idea? Uh, Well, the one and seven in their last eight, Game Kansas State Wildcats won their Super Bowl in overtime 75-70. to 70. Uh, So there you go. Uh, Gus showing us the view of the diamond.
2: There you go. During batting practices, we'll be in this segment. There you go. That's what it looks like here. It's setting the scene. And Gus has promised think-
1: he will do this for me for the entire game. So- yeah, probably not.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jamie Lent right there. See, that's what I've got to look at right there, but I'd re- we'd rather see that right Pickle there.
1: Pickleball superstar Jamie Lent over to pickleball
2: superstars amy let yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's going to punch me through zoom
0: the podcast that finishes your work day in a very red raider way this is the tech talk podcast from double t 973 presented by cantex roofing and construction
1: It's like uh bringing up the yeah. the postal service earlier was foreshadowing something that would absolutely make my afternoon. I wasn't in a bad mood, but if I was, <laughs> it would've put me in a good mood. My uh new Alex Gordon autograph, Dr. Mike yeah. Gustafson, who is the man. You know, it's crazy, even though Alex Gordon and I are our best friends, I've never got his autograph before, so uh yeah.
2: <laughs> funny um, he uh Yeah. <laughs> no, when I sat down with him I uh I had him sign two, and I mailed them both, and uh, there should be another one there coming to the Raymar compound, so we'll just leave it at that. But uh, someone else down the hall, the other the other fan <laughs> of the blue team. But
1: um, Did he say, I'll sign these as long as I never have to meet these people in person because they sound insane? No, no he,
2: was, he was very accommodating. He <laughs> was actually filling out a consent form deal, and I said, if you want to sign personalized two, these two guys are bigger Royals fans. They'd love to. You know, it would be great. Zero pressure for me. I don't feel like I'm taking advantage of it. He's like, no, no big deal. And he signed them and I figured it would be better to mail them than to carry them around in my two suitcases and my eight-day excursion here <laughs> to different hotels and flying all over and everything. So I dropped them in the mail. Glad it worked.
1: Well, I appreciate it. I Enjoy. got that delivered yeah. in the break. I almost said to the person, no, don't come in here, but, uh, yeah. but I'm glad That's I did. Great. Uh, you can hit up. there you
2: up. go yeah it is very fitting yeah. mail the mail service <laughs> be gropping about the post office
1: full circle full circle um we are live from the first United Bank studio it is Tech talk here in double t 973 you can hit us up on the Yates flooring Center chat line we got this Gus and Jamie are always a good choice agreed uh this on the chat line if no one has the rights to TV tomorrow Facebook live it uh. Yeah,
2: I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know how that works, but I would guess, uh, I would guess the, I, I, I truly don't know how that would work in a neutral site type deal. I, I don't even, I don't know how that would work because I think we're the visitor here tonight against UTA, which you know, I, I don't know how these neutral site games work. Um, obviously, Flow Sports had the uh, the weekend events as as mm-hmm. they do like Frisco and Round Rock and Houston last year. You know, the the thing at Minute Maid, but. I don't I don't know. I don't know how a game like this would work. Who, what, who controls it? I don't know who would have a beef if I did set my phone up there. At what point let anybody watch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> at what point can you hear all of the uh, Flow Sports accounts canceling all at once? Is that like like here at the end or do you think people just go ahead and do it so they remember as soon as they see the uh, tournament that or not the tournament but the showdown classic that you just watched over the weekend?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't think that's crazy unusual. I mean, they they probably prefer the people that are oblivious to it and forget and mm-hmm. rack up the monthly bill for, you know, forever. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. how does yeah, this $30
1: the, uh, keep disappearing from my account?
2: Right. But the, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would assume that's, uh, not, not unusual behavior. And they, because they're back at it, the, the, the one that's here this weekend is, uh, um, oregon state obviously they're coming in early we're staying late and playing tomorrow and then arkansas and oklahoma state are two of the other teams i forget the, so they're three arkansas oklahoma state oregon state and and there's a fourth team um i saw it the other day now i can't remember but um you know pretty pre, another pretty good field and i assume those games are available on flow sports but i have no idea
1: uh let's go to ben's play of the day take it away sir
2: Here's the two 2 pitch from twist a little off speed pitch dumped into right center field. Bravo going to pick up that run. He's going to try to get two. he's in with a two out double. Nothing really special here. Just thought I'd give you some love guys. You the man. I, I liked it. Yeah. We, we all sound better when we're calling good news, right?
1: <laughs> Truth.
2: Yeah. Uh... Bravo with three doubles the other day. And, uh, at least the, the last two of them were both two out. Double like two out a runner on third, picked guys up. Uh, you know, picked up Washford in the previous uh, in in his last about for sure. But Wash had the runner on third and one out. And I think struck out. I think that's right. But uh, didn't get him in. But yeah, Bravo with a big day and uh, you know a big part of uh, in in some ways. And he he kicked it all around out a little bit in right field on that one. But, um, you know, otherwise that's a, that's a fantastic game and he'll be all right. Defensively. He's run around and made some plays. He just, he got to rush in on one of those plays and that's what happened.
1: Which I was going to ask, you know, we, we went through, I don't know, four players or so yesterday, uh, their weekends, uh, at globe life and Bravo was someone that I, I didn't get to that I wanted to just because, you know, the, the comp, the leading competitions, um, it felt like in the corners of the outfield, and that was yeah. certainly one. and And how how would you grade his overall weekend? Because it certainly had a lot of highs in there.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I, I think it was solid. You know the the defensive side of it again. I thought he made most of the tougher plays he had this weekend. You know he got he got caught up in the uh, he kind of turned a double into a triple by not playing an angle here at the ballpark. Well, and the only way you can really only well, way you can really simulate that or figure that kind of thing out is the power shag, and that means, like, you're shagging balls in the outfield, not just standing there kind of catching the ones that roll over there next to you, but you play every ball like it's, you know, like it's live during batting practice, and you can do that for 10 minutes or whatever and do a lot of run and run, and uh, he kind of overran a ball that kicked past him and turned a double into a triple, and then he had the other one where he booted it and then didn't pick it up clean, and there's, you know, there's some basic rules to, to to apply there you know to to picking up a ball like when, whenever you're picking up a ball at the wall or picking up a ball in the outfield like really really forcing the ball into the ground like being instead of just stabbing for it and stabbing for it and your art your eyes are already up and you're already looking where you're gonna throw it to, and then you two or three take it and he got he actually got charged two errors on one play that kind of thing but You know, some of that stuff's just gonna come with him getting comfortable because he did play a few games out there last year but i mean uh, literally a few a Mm. handful and so him getting comfortable and just you know take a deep breath and because he's a good athlete and all last year he did the two-way thing this year he's uh, not gonna pitch and uh you know so far i I was impressed because last year he didn't really handle he didn't really handle breaking stuff and he seemed to handle it the other day
0: It's every Red Raiders' favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: It is Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and DoubleT97.3.com. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Porman, behind the glass, taking care of us. Red Raider Baseball is taking on UT Arlington tonight. Coverage over on 100.7. The score will start... At first pitch at six o'clock. Live from Arlington, Gus. We got this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can hit us, hit us up there as well. Thoughts on our starting pitcher tonight, and who starts versus Oregon State?
2: Uh, don't know the Oregon State yet, but Brady Trombello's uh, one of our, you know, one of the freshmen, and uh, probably a uh, on a list of guys that they'll want to get to the mound tonight. But uh, Trombello's. Uh, you know, Washington kid, and, uh, I mean, you know, we'll see. But I I would imagine it's a couple innings for him, and, uh, you know, we're probably going to see several new names.
1: You know another name that I didn't ask from the weekend that I also wanted to get to, um, just because this is our first look, um, I mean, for some returning guys that you're hoping have nailed down bigger roles to just new faces. I never got to Mac Hewer and your thoughts on him.
2: Yeah, I thought uh, um, I thought competitive. Um, he was competitive, and, and you know, like came into a big spot. Like he he was, you know, when he was pitching, the you know he he didn't have the advantage of pitching with a big lead or anything else. His collegiate debut involved high leverage stuff and uh, went right after guys. Uh, you know, pitched in the ninety-one to ninety-three range, threw a ton of strikes. Um, the breaking ball, you know, as, as what I could see was. I didn't see a third pitch. I'm not saying it's not there. I saw the kind of fastball slider a fastball cutter, a lot of stuff at the same speed, I thought. and so you know his uh there there was plenty of like about it. I don't know that he's gonna be a guy that with this current arsenal would be able to pitch deep into ball games, you know, just because the second time through guys are gonna have seen it and 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 deal with it. Uh, but there you know the thing that there's arm strength there. There's compete there. There was a lot of strikes there. You know that that's the key. I would say, and uh, he 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 more than handled himself well the other day. Um, you know there was no, and that was big. That was a big part of it. Like I said, he pitched. Let's see, he was three and a third innings, no walks, struck out a couple, five hits, one run. Didn't take that all day long. He did hit a guy, but yeah
1: and not not that this not that this means anything because if you can't use it who cares um but man you're uh between your pitching roster and he's certainly one you add into this you might have like all conference size team cause yeah. you got some big dudes <laughs> running out on the yeah no the doubt shirt.
2: and yeah and, and one of the guys that pitches tonight could be chandler co and uh he's he's another one of the big donkey freshman right handers and uh he's from up in the northeast. Uh, Well, they're excited about him. He he didn't throw a bunch in the fall, and so they you know they're kind of feeling like that his stuff may tick up as they go along here uh, in the spring. He had some tenderness and stuff in the fall, so didn't you know wasn't on the mound a bunch. So, um, yeah, that that's that's another one. And then of course we saw six foot nine, huffling the other day. Hard to miss uh, him. No, that's right. And then somewhere in there, loose, uh, big junior college left-hander Hudson Loose is six seven you know 210 kind of tall and slender so yeah there's there's four big dudes
1: right there right nope. off the, right out of the chute those are the guys you unload off the bus first just in case yeah because they right, noticeably have yep. to duck and tim tim talked about
2: that a couple of times like yeah we look good getting off the bus <laughs> you know? uh and i think you know and then we we could see some of those guys because uh you know co hadn't thrown yet loose didn't throw uh yeah, so we, we may get get some of that. Uh,
1: this from Raiders Dad on the Ace Flooring Center chat line is the time machine provided by the same shoddy worksman that brought us the Digitometer. No comment. Uh, this, we had some help, Eddie and Alex Van Halen.
2: There we go. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking that, that Eddie had a brother that and Alex was either, I can't remember if he was a rhythm guitar or drums or something, but yeah.
1: For being honest, he might yeah. he might as well have been named the other Van Halen. They could have just saved him I some time at birth. One hundred
2: percent, one hundred percent truth there. Absolutely.
1: Uh, we also got an Ed, Ed and Eddie Van Halen, which I appreciate. Uh, this from Shelley: You send me a bill with confetti, and I'm not paying it. That's a terrible idea.
2: No, yeah, <laughs> that's was trying that to would liven it up. Me. You know, this crap went flying all over the table. That might bother me.
1: Maybe yeah. like, uh, you know, like the little mini magic like wrist shooters that just do a real quick pop harmless just to liven yeah. it up you just put that in the yeah. uh, envelope
2: you're gonna sub- suggest anthrax powder next
1: <laughs> who knows we'll see i'm just trying to help him out uh this on the chat line did y'all see the one six triple play in the tennessee oklahoma game the other day I, I did,
2: and that was the uh, – it was a popped-up bunt, and, uh, yeah, and it was it was an excellent, excellent athletic play. Pitcher goes diving toward the third baseline and catches it in the air, fires it out there to second base, and they double off the guy from second, and then I think he ran over there and tagged the guy from first who was all the way to him. So, yeah, ended up uh, – talk about turning an inning, man. I mean, you go from – Two on, nobody out. Hey, we got, a, we got a little problem here. You're hoping you could try to minimize damage. You're going, okay, three three outs, let's go hit. That's hard to do.
1: You know, I, I, speaking of things I didn't get to yesterday, they had so much trying to catch up. It was such a busy weekend. Uh, did you see the Sacramento State kid, Matt Masciangelo, who started his year – by first getting hit, I think, seven out of his yes. first eight attempts in a doubleheader and then got hit again the next day. So got hit yes, eight times positive. in his opening weekend.
2: And and you'd think the dude was, like, all over the plate or something no. like that. And the clip I saw, he's just there. He's just – he just – I remember Cam Warren getting hit, up, hit when we played Maine, I guess, to open the uh, 2018 or 2019 season. Um, and he got hit in one of those games. A bunt. you know, he he was a, he had a bullseye on him, and uh, there was no intent there. It was just, it just kept getting drilled, and uh, yeah, that main team uh, shortstop Jeremy Pena, by the way, for those who uh, remember Maine coming to Lubbock, their uh, their, uh shortstop has been uh, the uh, World Series MVP already in his young big league career.
1: I just, uh, I'm, I'm just okay. trying to go through the headspace of this where you know you go through this long off season you're like man i'm just ready to see pitches from the other team not scrimmage right. play all of this stuff and then you just keep on like and then you get plunked the first time and you're like okay you know whatever yeah. bad luck and then you get plunked again and then you get plunked again and then you get plunked again uh as superstitious as baseball players can be he must think like well <laughs> i might yeah, die good. by the end of this season <laughs>
2: setting up yeah he's setting the table he's doing a job and uh you know that the the, the it, it it I mean you I would say this you like the you like the courage in there because um, he's you know you gotta hang in there I mean mm-hmm. you know you gotta hang in there and, and I mean it's easy to say but uh, you get hit a couple times but if you get hit six or seven or eight times and he's sort of embracing it I mean the thing is you get hit once or twice and you know you'll be. You'll be sore, and you'll be undressing locker room, and be like, dude, or the next day you got a big, big raspberry on you, or whatever. But that guy's like, God dang, he's got I me. Mean, he he probably looks like he was in a brawl.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say he's gonna look like he went through like a car wreck. Like what happened to you? was yes. like I played a played in a double yes. header.
2: <laughs> I went to bat seven times and walked out of there with five bruises. You're hoping that you just get nicked a couple times or something.
1: I I guess I I think it was Long Island who they were playing if I'm remembering correctly but like I you guess I, just, mad? I just, all mad at me oh yeah I just t- <laughs> I ticked off Long Island pitching apparently and then stood in the left-handed batter's <laughs> box and just let him go to work.
2: <laughs> I saw the one the next day that you're talking about and he uh you know it was, it was just that it was a right-handed pitcher and I think the kid was left-handed and he, Isn't he a yeah, left-handed uh-huh. hitter yeah and the right-handed pitcher just hung onto a breaking ball too long and popped him on the front leg or something like yeah there you go just you know here we go again
1: i would have just started walking into like the batter's box with my eyes closed and just like just get it over with right
2: wear a a football helmet up there just hit me on the first one at least
1: don't let me work the count just get it over with first pitch exactly we all know what's going to happen here you're going to dance around on the mound a little bit and then eventually you're going to hit me and I'm going to get on base. Just do it on the first pitch so I can just it. take care of this.
2: And he won't get hit, in a month. He won't get hit for a month. <laughs> yeah, that'd, that'd, be that, that'd be how the game
0: works. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at Double T 97.3.com.